You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Welcome back to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate uh, you sharing our podcast with friends or family members, with neighbors, or anybody that might be encouraged by the topic for any given day. This week, we're talking about theology. We launched our We Believe sermon series. My goal is that we would fall in love with God uh, as we continue to study Him, that we would just be amazed at Him. But today, I have two guests on our church family podcast who are going to help us explore the question of why spend time talking about theology? Why should we uh, do theology together as a church? So uh, our guests are, again, my friend Will Wall, our mission strategist. Hey, Will. Hey, Ben. And today, Jeremy Stroh, our student pastor. Hey, Stroh. Hey, buddy. So Stroh is in the room because our church family might not know this, but he is our resident theologian. Uh, Stro, I've just got to let you know, ever since you were uh, in school at William Carey, even, you know, some of the papers that I read from you, some of the things that we've talked about, man, you just have a beautiful mind for understanding the Lord and a beautiful heart for loving Him. So thanks a lot for coming in to help us navigate uh, this particular topic. Thanks, buddy. All right. So here's the question. Hey, why why do we study theology together as, as a church? Stro, you want to get us started? Yeah, so theology has been around for a long time. People have, from all over the world, have been studying who is God, what is He like, and um, that's not a new thing. Uh, lots of people have a lot of different ideas, but for us as Christians, theology is particularly unique because our study of God comes from Scripture and from Christ. And the reason that we do theology and the reason that we study God is unique. And so, yeah, let's take a look at John 17, Ben. All right, so I'll read John 17. Um first couple of verses. After this, Jesus, after Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and, and he prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And I think that's that's the heart of it right there. Uh, Jesus makes it really clear our eternal life is wrapped up in our relationship with our God through Him. Our eternal life is wrapped up in our God. And so knowing God, and I don't just mean knowing about God, because I think sometimes that's where we get lost when it comes to theology, is we try to find really smart answers to really hard questions. And sometimes we end up puffing ourselves up, and sometimes it becomes about having the best system to explain hard hard things, so, and we miss him in the middle of it. I guess, I guess to be uh, like a concise way to say it is we're, we're not just trying to know about God. We want to know God. And mm-hmm. like I think because of our broken, sinful pride, like it's in our nature to want to gain knowledge and feel proud of ourselves and puffed up. Um, but you're making it very clear that as a church, while we're gathering around these sacred thoughts about God— our ultimate purpose is not that we would win an argument. It's not that we would be proud of ourselves for knowing some, you know, some deep truth. It's not so that we could. Um, it's not so we could increase our status on our college campus or wherever people are talking about God. Rather, it's that we would be humbled and we would know more about God, so that we could be more, more in love with God. Is that a decent summary of what you're saying? Oh yeah. Excellent. So um, I know that I had the sense, uh, Will, you and I were in seminary, seminary together 20 years ago. I had the sense, 
uh, once in a while in our seminary classroom that I was doing a good job studying the facts, that I was digging deeply, and I was working in the text, I was studying the languages, I was yeah. you know reading the theology books. There were moments where I, where my soul was not in it or was not healthy, and it was an academic pursuit. Very much so. And when I look back, now that's not seminary's fault, that was my fault. I look back on those moments, and I can kind of distinguish the difference in what it was for me to study about God as if I were dissecting God, or as if God was a subject under a microscope for me to study and pretend that I had some authority over by gaining knowledge over him. It's a very, very unhealthy place to be. On the other hand, I also had healthier moments where I was studying God and was amazed at who he was based on what I was learning. And so I guess my, my like pastorally, my prayer for our church is that as we learn more about God over the next few weeks, that it will enrich our, our love for him and our walk with him. Um, so what are some practical ways in which you're, you're just the, the traditional church person who, okay. who may be intimidated by the word theology? All right. Um, what are some practical ways in which they could go about gaining a little more theological knowledge? You know, I, I think that we are swimming in a theological stream in church, and we just don't even realize it. Yeah. In other words, uh, I think that if somebody wanted to intentionally— uh, Intentionally track what they're learning in their sermons and in uh, in their small group classes, whether you have you know life groups or Sunday school classes or whatever you do in, in whatever church you worship in. I think that if you started to pay attention to what you're saying about God and about His mission on the earth when you gather every Sunday, um, I, I think you'd be amazed at how much theological traction you pick up there. Um, otherwise, of course, there's some great resources that I would love to recommend or other church leaders would lo- love to recommend as introductions to basic Christian theology. But I think what Stroh's warning uh, us about today is that guard yourself as you begin that. So the Lord gave me a, a scripture passage years and years ago that has been a, a paradigm for me. Um, not because I'm good, but because I'm I'm aware of my own sin, right? So in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, verse 1, Paul the Apostle is talking about a church family argument. And knowledge was a big deal uh, in the Corinthian setting, right? And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And I recognize in my own in my own life that there are moments where I have learned things and my head outgrew my heart. Um, and I became arrogant or conceited, and that was not good for my soul. Now, the solution is not, okay, then I'll remain ignorant. I'll just make sure that I don't gain knowledge. No, 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 no. God wants us to study himself, to, to study his universe, to, to learn in appreciation of his beauty and his perfection and his glory. So ignorance is not an option. I, I, I want to know more about God. But the other solution is that I make sure that my heart grows, that I love God and I love my neighbor well. So I think what we're suggesting is that theology done correctly in the church should not result just in knowledge, but it should yield knowledge that produces a deeper love for God and love for people. Is that fair? Hmm. Um, the other thing that I would that I would encourage is, you know, Stro, you shared with me earlier today um, a C.S. Lewis example, an illustration from uh, from mere Christianity. Do you remember? Did you? I know that I stopped to read it. Do you remember what you shared with me? Yeah, uh, you maybe don't remember the illustration. Yep. Yeah. So the illustration is um, there was a, a man who who approached C.S. Lewis and he said, "Look, I have a real problem with all of your systems and your dogma and all of your creeds. Uh, I've experienced God in the desert. Like I had a real encounter with God, and when I come back to all of these formulas, if you will, uh, it just seems it doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem personal." And C.S. Lewis responded to him and he said. 
here's the thing. Uh, I think you're right. Our experiences with God that are personal always seem more real. Absolutely. And they are. Yeah, they're more real. Um, the trouble is, is that, and he uses an example of the beach. He says, if you're standing on a beach and you look out at the waves, that's powerful. A powerful experience of the ocean. Um, another way to experience that ocean would be to look at a map of that ocean. So we're going to be honest. If I'm looking at a map, it's a it's flat. It's a piece of paper. You know, Maybe it's even got like topo marks to show you the depth. But that is not nearly as inspiring to me as standing on the beach with the wind in my face and the waves at my feet. Exactly. But C.S. Lewis says if you want to get across that ocean, if you want to find an island in that ocean, you need the map more than you just need that little experience that you had on the shore. So in other words, my personal experience in in which the water and the wind were present, um, that is personal and life-transforming. And nobody's asking you to give that up. However, Mm -hmm. to study the ocean, like to, to engage the map, you're beginning to learn from all the other people who've experienced the ocean from different ways. And so while walking on the beach um, is a very personal and engaging experience, it's also extremely limited. You, know, you you can't plumb the depths of the ocean from where you stand. Yeah, which you is know. why I think, man, we need the experience of David in the Psalms, which is why we need Moses and Exodus and him leading the people, which is why we need the words of Jesus and why we need the words of Paul to understand God well. And the best way that we do that is we lean into those others who have also experienced him deeply and they can teach us things that maybe we haven't figured out maybe we haven't seen and god can show himself in so many powerful ways the best way of course being and as colossian tells us the visible image of the invisible god jesus christ well so i want to just sort of encourage our our church family as we wrap up today that as we engage theology today and for the next few weeks like the things that we are learning from church fathers from church theologians from the scriptures from each other the things that we're learning about god if we're going to do theology well we need to let those things increase our love for God. And if they don't translate um, into uh, our intimate experiences so that the next time you're walking on the beach and you have a bigger appreciation of the Atlantic Ocean, the map has blessed your personal experience. Like if you've gotten on a boat and you sailed to an island that you've never seen before, you've expanded your personal experience. And the next time you stand on the shore you know, and, and enjoy the ocean, y- your horizons are so much broader, your appreciation so much deeper. That's what we really want to pr- create. As we study theology, we want our personal encounters with God, our personal devotion to God to grow in its breadth and its depth. We don't want to try to dissect God or study Him as if He's in a laboratory. We, we submit to Him, not Him to us. And so our goal is that our discussions of theology would enrich your love for God and your love for your neighbor, that it would allow you to deepen your personal experience with God, um, and that it, would, that it would free you up to be blessed as you pursue the living God and are amazed at the breadth and the depth of the God that allows us to encounter Him in a personal way. So, hey, Stro, thanks for being with us. Will, thanks uh, for being with us. You guys have been a blessing today.